0: What up addicts? We are back again for podcast episode 24. We are going to call this the Champ Bailey Pod. Finally got some some respect on a pod name for once. Hall of Famer Champ Bailey.
1: Hall of fame.
0: Loved you while you were here. Wish you didn't wish you didn't leave. I, I don't I think uh, Denver got the better end of that deal. But I love Clinton Porter's but I uh, think I think Denver got the better end of that deal. We'll all get right, to him in two bucks. <clears throat> yeah, that's right, twenty six. So let's just uh, let's just come out and say it. So on Monday's podcast, we were doing our post game Baltimore Ravens thirty one seventeen loss. We started analyzing the goods, the bads, the uglies, what we took away, and and I think we all had a a relatively better sense about Dwayne Haskins. After Sunday's game, I think we're on a grants that, you know, he was 71%. He was accurate. He didn't turn the ball over. Uh, you know, I, I think it was better than what he was in the first three games. Fast forward two full days after that, after that podcast Monday into uh, into Wednesday. And here we are Dwayne Haskins, Dwayne Haskins has been benched. Not only has he been benched, He is not the starter. He didn't go down to number two. He is now the third string quarterback, and I think he's working with the scout team, and now Alex Smith is the backup with Kyle Allen starting at quarterback. All right, fellas. I know we've been chatting about this all day and in in the admin chat, but um, Ellie, let's start with you, man. What do you you think about this?
2: Um, Well, first of all, Haskins is not team, he's just doing nothing at practice right now um standing with his arms folded so the thing is like Haskins was not playing good football and if you watch a lot of other football teams he's playing nothing like those other quarterbacks and that sucks to say I, I think I hate to see it because we are not going to invest long term in Kyle Allen I think the the uh Coaches that came over from the Panthers know that. They had them all last year. So if this is a lost season, and I think this is bogus about the chasing some wins for a division that doesn't – that's not true. I think really, in my opinion, this is a segue to get to Alex Smith, and I think that's all that this is. Um, I'm okay with the benching of Haskins for the pure sake of how he played. I'm not okay with the silly communication we received all off season. And there were a lot of curious decisions, like, this is a quarterback competition. Why? Remember, we talked about this a couple of pods ago. Why would you split reps for a quarterback that you, quote, unquote, believed in three ways in training camp with a guy who was clearly still injured in Alex Smith, but he was getting reps? Why? Right? Like, it never, none of the stuff that happened in the half season really added up. But here we are. I can't change it. I would love to see them be a little bit more logical and just give Haskins a whole season to see if they get lucky and then move on next year. But they decided to move on right now. It is what it is. I don't think I don't think Allen is a future. I don't even think he's going to play well for very long. You might get a spark this week, and then you're going to see the real Kyle Allen, and then it'll be Alex Smith time. And Alex Smith would do what he does minus the mobility, which is not a very interesting thing for me. You know, like. A, Alex Smith without mobility is kind of like what we saw from Dwayne Haskins recently, in my opinion. Um, And then the question is, does Dwayne Haskins come back in later in the season? Last thing I'll say is, the reports that came out about Haskins' lack of work that ethic are very disappointing for any quarterback. But they are extremely disappointing for an African-American quarterback in the National Football League today, if they are true. You have somebody – a a groundbreaking black quarterback in your organization, Doug Williams, who went through so much to be able to throw the football for a professional football team. For him to come in here and totally spit in the face of what Doug Williams did. And then on top of that, all the progress being made with African-American starting quarterbacks and just be lazy when for so long, people did not believe that black quarterbacks were intelligent enough to play the position and then you have this opportunity and you don't take advantage because you don't want to study, if that's true, move on from this guy. Because I don't think he really gets it. I don't think he gets the legacy, the importance of what he does and what he means for the future of other black quarterbacks in the league, period. If they're true, if those allegations are true.
0: Yeah, I, just to uh, you know, something you said real quick before you I'll turn it over to Phil. <laughs> I didn't realize until I heard on the radio, but did y'all remember that Adrian Peterson came out and questioned his preparation last year after the Vikings game? You know, he said he told Haskins to learn the plays. Everyone yep. thinks you don't know them. You're proving them right. It's time to study the playbooks. I didn't – I totally forgot about that. Yeah. Uh, then I went back and, and read it. And then he came out on Twitter and said, you know, let me, let me say this first. I, it's going to come straight from me. I believe in him. He has all the potential. With more time, support, and commitment, he can, he can grow like any other rookie player. And that's with him clarifying that original statement. So, yeah, it's, it's – I'll talk my stuff in a second. But I just want to throw that out there
2: because that kind well, of
0: dovetails on, on what you and, said.
2: And that pissed me off last year when I heard that from AP. But it's still yeah. part of that learning process to not be we, – we as fans want to defend the player that we want to see succeed. And that's really the Mm -hmm. wrong way because then you tend to ignore information that is really relevant to the development of said player. And that's what's happened with Haskins a lot. It's like there are a lot of red flags. What Jay Gruden said, I don't like Jay Gruden. I never liked Jay Gruden. But he said something, and looking back on it, and I think maybe Sean said this a couple of, like a long time ago over the summer, was that maybe Jay Gruden was actually right. And it looks like he probably was. And Haskins wasn't doing what he needed to do. AP wasn't going to lie to you about Haskins. Um, right. And now, of course, numerous players are saying he's not prepared. I just I, – I find it so disgraceful. It's like – and I am sure, I know I'm kind of ranny here, but, like, me and my career, you know, if I'm in a position of leadership in my job, I feel a certain sense of obligation being an African-American in IT to perform up to my, my best every day, especially in leadership because I'm African-American, because I know I'm in a field that is predominantly not what I am. You know what I'm saying? And so I don't want to give this reputation that I'm not excellent at my job because that might close the door for others to have the same opportunity. And it sucks that Haskins didn't get that type of message put in his ear, or if he did, he didn't respect that type of message.
0: Phil, share your thoughts with us, please. <clears throat> Well, I'm
1: going to piggyback from what Elias said and move on. Um, if all these reports are true, that Dwayne basically prepared physically um, for the job, prepared mentally for the job, got the job, and then stopped preparing. The only thing I can hope is that someone like a Doug Williams, in fact, I prefer it would be Doug Williams, a man who Ellie is already listed, the struggle he went through, the road, and a man who's also been a head coach and a mentor to players, young players, pulls him to the side and really reads this kid the riot act, the way Ellie was – kind of doing, but from a personal perspective, and point out to say, hey, look, you doing this disrespects my legacy. It disrespects the legacy of every black quarterback who came before you, who let you come in and gave you that opportunity to be seen as an intelligent young black quarterback. Now, some of that's youthful, youthful and immaturity, I think. I think only playing one year in college, he did not – I think there was, you know, that that lack of time spent as a leader kind of contributed to that immaturity as well. Um, I mean, I liked everything he did in the offseason. But, again, it seems like the minute that he was named a starter, he said, oh, cool, I got the job now. I'm a franchise. That's – if – now, mind you, look, we all know how leaks in this organization are. Some of them are legit. Some of them are wild. So you don't know the 100% validity of this, but there's enough nuggets out there that tells me that there is at least some truth to this. And I think it got big hit. I beat out the guy who was in this offense last year. I beat out the 35-year-old vet who's got the documentary and all the sentiment behind him. I'm QB1. I got this. And what did disturb me is the fact that, and this is something I like, by the way, that, that the team logs hours spent prepping. And the report was that Haskins' time in the film room was abnormally low. Kid, you can't do that. You're the leader. You should be spending as much or if not more time than anybody. Hopefully he gets it. I don't think he can recover from that as far as this franchise goes. Maybe he can go somewhere else and take those lessons learned. I don't think he's going to get that other opportunity. Barring disaster. There has to be a disaster that puts him back on center and he can prove himself here. We don't want disaster. We're tired of disaster. We've had enough disasters in this franchise 30 years that, I'm just saying that that's the only opportunity. So, Dwayne, I believed in you. I believe you're physically, as far as the the, skill set you possess, the best quarterback on this roster. But that doesn't mean a damn thing. If up here in your head, it's not there. And if somewhere in here in your heart, you just, it's its not there to learn and to grow and to be better. You, you, come on, man. This is your livelihood. If you don't step that up two years, you'll be out of the league. You may catch on as a backup somewhere for a year or so, never develop, and then you're done. Three, four years. Hope you can live off that money for the rest of your life. its It's, it's just aggravating because it's like, This kid had a chance to be a unifying force, a franchise quarterback, something that this entire town can get behind. And you drop the ball because you got cocky. And and let this be a lesson to all these young kids out here. Just because you got the starting job doesn't mean you're entitled to keep it. So.
2: Bill, you know what's crazy? I'm sorry, Steve.
0: No, i good.
2: You remember last year the report, like him on the sideline. He's like, tell me what I need to do. Yeah. And then you yeah. go like after the Minnesota game and he goes into Callahan's office and what does he say? What do I need to do to be a better quarterback? That – I'm so confused by that because then there's a guy that seems like he wants to get better. Exactly. And he, start, and he started to get better. But what happened? What happened to that guy from last year? Because once he started doing that, first of all, it's it's insane to me that he wasn't doing that before then. But second, once he started doing that, there was tangible growth in his play. After that game, he got better every week. How do you, if you're him, and this is the most concerning thing for me, go through that last year and then make a determination this offseason that you don't need to prepare. And remember, at the beginning of training camp, he struggled mightily in this new offense, right? He was – every day reports where he was bad, he was awful, he doesn't look good. It wasn't until the last week and a half of training camp that he started to really play better than the other quarterbacks. But I just don't know how how you come off of last year. You had to fight and claw, and you finally figured out some things, and it looked like he was studying and learning the plays. And then you just completely allow yourself to come back into this place. It makes me sick. I I mean,
1: especially with the fact that he he put in so much time getting himself physically ready. That's a crazy thing. It's like you were – did you not think you needed to learn the mental part of the game?
0: Well, I mean – Cool,
1: you trim body fat. You're out there. You look like the prototype for a 21st century quarterback just in the way you look in uniform. You've got the arm, all right? You've got the dedication to your body. Where's the dedication to your mind, man? What happened? I remember that last season, and I remember thinking that's what we need. Right. That is the makings of a franchise quarterback.
0: He wants that feedback.
1: He wants to know.
0: He's 23 years old, right? I think he's been a point in his life. I mean, his whole life, he's been the best. Right. He's been the best at what he, he's he been the best quarterback on the field for 20, probably 21 of those, you know, for his whole life, basically. And I just wonder is if it, he he just didn't have to work too hard because it came so natural to him. But this is the National Football League that necessarily doesn't translate. I, I use the equation like when I was in high school, you know, I was a four point student, you know, not a four point. No, we'll say like three point seven. I get to college. I never studied a lick in my life in high school. It was just easy. I get to college and I almost fail my freshman year. I didn't know how to study.
1: You and me both, Steve. You and <laughs> I me had both.
0: No idea. So I don't know. I I don't know. I'm not going to speculate. But it, it, physically, he's just been the best. But the mental part is the hard part. <clears throat> I'm not, not going to question whether he did or did or did not prepare. But I don't know. I, I was going to more allude to, like I think Elise said it. The just be straight with us, coach. Don't give us this rosy picture about long-term rebuilding development. I want to see what other people can do. Because if that's the case, then you need to bench Apke. You need to bench Collins. You need to bench all three starting linebackers mm-hmm. because they are playing like some garbage. So if that's the case, just just share the love. So can I? Mean,
1: can I? Can I? Can I can yeah. I have that just a thought that I had when I was thinking. Well, I was thinking about that. I think this was more of a message to the to the team that nobody's going to be effort is going to get you playing time. You know, Apke may suck, but I'm sure he's probably spending more time than, than most in the film room trying to learn how to take angles. Uh, Not working and things
0: like that. I mean, he's not working.
1: A for effort. The the point. The point is is that he's at least. uh, That's that's an obvious sign. The fact that Rivera's like, look, if you're not even going to try, get out of here. I want effort, guys. You know, talent is great, but you know, if if you're talented and not going to put any effort, you're going to be demoted. And and I think that that was kind of Rivera's nod to the team that. All right. Obviously people had apparently multiple players had complaints about Haskins not being prepared from all these little leaks that are coming out. If that's the case, then that's probably Rivera in the press conference, giving a nod to everybody saying, You know what? I heard you. And I see it. And we we we, to, we gave him a shot, it didn't happen. So we're gonna go with the guy who's putting in the effort. And look. From all reports, as much as I have deep reservations about Kyle Allen, he's apparently preparing like he's going to play. He's preparing like he's QB one at any opportunity he can. Alex Smith is definitely preparing to be QB one because Alex Smith wants to reclaim his spot.
0: But then, I I, why not? Why spot. not just say that? Like I, I just don't uh, well, like you know, the, the flip
2: flopping. Because and I, I was thinking about this as soon as Phil started saying something, I honestly believe that Rivera was protecting Haskins by not saying that. Oh, because he is. He is. He is, he is for Rivera sure. understands the magnitude of him implying that the African American quarterback was not smart enough or not doing the work. I think he just was trying to protect his not maybe not Haskins in terms of the future of the franchise but just trying to salvage any future career for Haskins by giving these stupid mixed messages that mean nothing. And some of it was true. Some of the team really did want to win, but he wasn't going to come out and put Haskins completely under the bus. Like, I want to be clear, too. Like, at no point do I think that Rivera was ever the bad guy in any of this stuff. I think think you have a coordinator who has this fascination with a low-level quarterback, which drives me nuts, and Scott Turner. Um and I and then I think you have a quarterback who's not doing what he's supposed to do. And I think those two things met, and I think Rivera has an obligation to the team. And that, and he's trying to keep that obligation to the team. And Jonathan Allen is a leader on this team and he was vocal. You saw the quote. What he do you say? That- I just
0: want to win right now. Yeah. I, I think a lot of, right t- lot of the team feels that way. I can't blame him. And,
2: and and we and I think that look, real quick, we, we were going back and forth about McLaurin and I we have and no, Phil, I don't have any proof that he was doing it. But I will say, if he was <laughs> – I incur no, no, no. I'm proud of Terry for if, – if he was the person that went up to Haskins and said, you need to work harder, you need to study, good on Terry McLaurin. Straight up for that type of leadership. And that leadership should be coming from a quarterback to someone else, not from someone else to the quarterback. I don't, I don't know
1: that that was him.
2: That sounds like who we think Terry McLaurin is right now.
1: Now, now going I mean, to Haskins, yeah. But and we're we're inside baseball in a little bit because no one else listening understands the where this conversation is coming from. Just so people know that this was a three hour conversation yesterday about <laughs> about <laughs> who's doing what on the team to who. Um, but you know, if Terry went to Dwayne. If Terry – because they said that somebody went to Dwayne and says, you need to prepare better. If that's Terry, yeah, good on him. If Dwayne didn't respond and Terry went to the coaches or whoever went to the coaches because Dwayne didn't respond to someone getting in his face and saying, dude, do better, then, yeah, you go to the coaches. I do like the fact that it seems like the coaches will wear this before the media.
2: Right.
1: That's a change. So – Yeah. Let, I mean, let's be happy with that.
0: Coach thinks we can win the division. I mean, every team is in first place. You can say the Eagles are in half half place. I don't think that's true, Steve. Um, I, don't, I, I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't, I don't either. That's just. I mean, oh, that's no. what he's Saying
1: I don't know because I really I was the one who said that eight nine wins wins this division because this division was trash, you know. And I said we would be competitive in December because we we were headed to seven and nine, and. So, Phil,
2: Phil, we so talked about I, this.
1: I, 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 can fa- I can fathom where Rivera and the team thinks, look, if we can just get this offense snapping a little bit, we have a shot.
2: Ron Rivera has, as far as we know, an infinite contract with the Washington Redskins. I don't think Rivera gives two craps about winning this year. Everything you said this offseason was nothing about winning. I think he cares about developing Chase Young into the beast that he needs to be, and he's evaluating players. The winning thing I feel like was a cover for Haskins not being in his playbook and not knowing what to do. I don't think he cares about that this year. He has no pressure to care about that. He has no need to care about that because, for all we know,
1: mm, Rivera, sure they got, didn't have pressure?
2: Yes, Rivera got a contract out of this world. We know that, and that's why it's not public. We know that Rivera was given the entire keys or the keys to the entire kingdom. We know that otherwise Haskins would not be sitting right now. I don't think, I I think what is happening is I think we're just at this point where Rivera knows that they're probably not going forward with Haskins. And I think Rivera wants to see better play on the field because that's how you determine the developments occurring. I can't. And again, Steve, you said it, and we've all said it. If we cared about wins, Apke would not be the free safety right now. You would not have some of these other dudes playing in other positions. It doesn't make any sense. And this division is not as bad as it seems. Teams are hurt. The Cowboys are getting some of their players back. Vander Esch and some of these other guys. Yeah. They put up 50 points a game. We are never going to be that this year. We don't have that kind of talent. The Eagles are getting healthy. It's not... I don't think Rivera looks at the other division and says, we have one win out of four games. I think, I, I think we can win this. Let's go take this thing home. And then again, Rivera's smart enough to know this team is probably not a Super Bowl contender this year. So what's the point of the playoffs in a year when you're not really going to make any noise in them? He's yeah. thinking long-term. He's smart enough to know that. I think he's, he's just saying- really
1: Mm-hmm. Do, you, do you think that paying lip service to the fact that there's players are getting a little impatient with being on really shit teams that paying, at least paying lip service to that as a way of making them feel like, all right, this guy's at least making moves because we want to win. Now we think we have this opportunity. Do you think some of that is just through the media and through the pressers, just paying a little bit more lip, public lip service to the fact that they want to feel like that they're actually moving towards something in the, in the now rather than the later.
2: Maybe. I, I think that's a good point. I think – but the thing is, like, some of the players that have been here were part of the reason, like, underperforming and stuff like that, too. But I, I do think, like, he's given a good message. But I think, as a player, you understand when your team is good and when it's not. You know what I'm saying? Like, we all played football. You know when you lined up and you're like, man, we, we're we just not – we don't have it. Like, I, I, it's hard to think that they're lined up players. Now, they might want to see better – I can see the players want to see better, but going for the division, talking about going for the division win in week four, when you're one and three, is not logical to me, you know?
0: Yep. And did you, you guys see when he was asked about Dwayne's agent coming out, this was the pregame leak, you know, you must play, he's got to play better leak, but he said on Wednesday, um, when asked about that and the town around him and he goes, well, Kyle's going to have the same unfair shake. He's going to have the same players around him. We'll see how it goes. We have the players that we have, and those are the players that are going to play. So, I don't know. It, it, it will be interesting, and I I also go back to the fact that winning cures all. If Kyle Allen comes out, lights it up, which he has a good chance to do, because, you know, un unfilmed quarterbacks tend to do that. This might disappear. I, I don't know. he will be back. If, yeah. <laughs> if if our, but if our if we tank for the rest of the season and we're sitting at two and eight, I mean, do you why not bring him back?
2: Yeah, and that that's the, that's the problematic thing in all of this is that it's very likely that he's going to be in a situation where it's the most logical thing to do is play Dwayne.
0: Yeah, you because, don't want to hurt Alex. Kyle, you know what, Kyle, Kyle's Kyle. You know, Kyle's going to start out okay
2: and do what Kyle does. He's going to, as he historically has, probably fall apart in the end. And then you're in week 11, week 12, and you don't want to play to win at this point if you've already decided he's not your guy. Because if he looks remotely okay, then you almost have to have him back next year, right?
0: Yeah, then you can you can also – I'm not going to say he kind of hedge it, but he can also go back to the fact that whether true or not, I told you guys we were looking long-term. I mean, we were just trying to go for the division. And it turns out we didn't get it. So now we're going to go back in development mode. So this gives him an out if we continue to be awful. Yeah. I don't think it's an out they want though. No, I, I don't I don't either. I don't either. I don't either. I, I,
2: because again, I don't think they want Hassan to come in and play well at this point. I think they <laughs> just want re- to yeah. reset next year. And whether that's through the draft or free agency, I think they want to bring in somebody that, A, they believe in. I don't think it's Cam Newton. I, I, I don't think he's leaving New England. But I think they really probably would want to go that route, like rather than struggling through this again. Because who's to say Haskins isn't going to go back into the same place this offseason to show up the same exact way next year, over cocky and, you know?
0: Real quick, if Haskins doesn't play another down for the rest of the year in the offseason, what's the most you can get for him Via via trade, nothing, nothing, Nothing. not even. I mean, Rosen netted what? Uh, Not his first trade, six. But six. no,
2: no, no. no. Josh Rosen, and and, oh, you mean like not his first trade? He got a second, right? Yeah, it was high. First first trade was high, and then he got a six last year. But he he's the one that ruined this whole thing. Like you're not nobody's doing this again. And remember, only a few teams had Haskins as a first round pick. So yep. already you're starting from behind. And then you talk about the attitude problems and not studying. I think he's more likely to go to – you're going to cut him, number one. But And I think Rivera thinks that homeboy Kyle Allen is a long-term backup here. I truly think that he's his Jake DeLome from the Carolina days. I don't think yeah. they have intentions of Kyle Allen being a long-term starter. I really don't. But with Haskins, like, I think he's probably more likely to go to a situation like Teddy Bridgewater and Jameis Winston. Where'd they go? They went to the Saints and kind of revitalized themselves a little bit, and now Teddy's starting in Carolina. Jameis, I don't know about Jameis. He has a lot of turnovers, but maybe somebody takes a chance. I, I don't know. I think he's probably more likely to go to a situation like that than anything else. But the Saints aren't trading draft capital for that.
0: Yeah. Does Why, why does Julie Donaldson keep tweeting this? information she's like i almost feel like she still thinks she's a reporter or a journalist she's giving us breaking news from the team i don't know i don't know how i feel about that as an uh, executive oh you mean like your place like haskins being benched and whatnot yes and and providing insight on it or Mm -hmm. i mean is that your job as an executive of the team to be providing us with those updates i mean that's what you have a, a public i don't i don't know i just talking out loud she's a media person she's
1: she's, yeah. she's 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 senior vice president of media yeah so uh, she's gonna do what she's gonna do they want to kind of seem like they're the if you want official redskins news or official football team news official washington news you go to them narrative control yeah
2: and the real answer is she just really hasn't hired anybody to do her old job or like do like she this off season she has to find somebody to do what she's doing with exactly what you're talking about. There needs to be a person who does that within the organization. And it shouldn't be, it should never be an executive, but Phil's right. That's kind of what they're doing right now. But I hope this offseason season, they find somebody to separate the executives from the frontline people. You know what I'm saying? It, it looks messy when stuff like this happens. And this is how bad perception occurs. Like when the uh, Jason Wright says, I don't make roster decisions at all the day before your quarterback gets bench. What? Why yeah. didn't That, even that come was out? suspect. Volu- volunteered right.
0: that information. <laughs> right. All right. So I think we, we, we talked a lot about Dwayne. That was, that was a, a good segment. We'll start talking about a few more, uh, a few more personnel moves on the team, specifically uh, Fabian Moreau. Do we still know what's up with that cat after balling out the first, What happened? Two two weeks, and then we haven't. And then he played special teams, but zero defensive snaps. We've heard zero.
1: I have no clue. Let's let's look at the wild. Look look how wild this is. So, the first two weeks of the year, one of the top rated corners in the league, Baby and Moreau. Who comes back week three and four? Kendall Fuller, one of the top rated corners over those two weeks. Why do we not have one of the top rated corners from weeks one and two, and one of the top rated corners from weeks three and four,
0: and have them on the field together? Light bulb. Yeah, you said you have you have Ronald Darby as as corner. As and coach. Ronald Darby's doing a, a, an
1: adequate job. He is. He is. He. Is. But you put your best eleven out there, and I don't get it. And it's like if there's something. If I mean, come on, we, we know when Dwayne's got an issue. Why do we not know if Fabian Moreau has an issue? Why have we got nothing? And why is the media completely missed this? Mm-hmm. Like this, this is a guy who was balling out. Suddenly, just he's he's on milk cartons. Well,
2: uh, and, and again, all we can do is kind of follow the the facts. We know. Throughout Fabian's career, he's been effective when he's been in the game, but he's never been consistently on the field for one reason or another. Right? Like, I don't know if this is something where the coaches just don't like him—not not him personally, but maybe he just does things that we don't hear about. Maybe he's a locker room issue. I, these, I mean, it's speculation. And but you think, maybe, group, you,
1: you think you think like Dev said last week that he's got like josh norman syndrome where he's freelancing too much
2: yeah that very well could be it but again at some point (laughs) i know i know i know coordinators hate that but at some point your freelance guy or your guy who's freelancing is performing better than your guy who's following the system to a t what we wouldn't have a win right now without Fabian moreau like let's be clear like that interception against philly turned the game around you know what i'm saying Like, it stopped the bleeding. I don't know, man. Like, I, it, good coach, I feel like good coaches would find a way to capitalize on what he does as opposed to kind of punishing him for it, if that's the case. I don't, yeah, unless
1: he's, unless it is really
2: weird that there's been like radio silence on this, though. That's strange.
1: Like, no one's asked. Not like Del Rio has done pressers. Yeah. No one's even asked.
2: Same thing with Jimmy Moreland. Is, is Jimmy? Is is have we determined that Cameron Curl, who was starting the season as a safety, is a better slot corner than Jimmy Moreland at this point?
1: No, Jimmy Moreland's played, hasn't he? His, his snaps have dropped drastically. Let me go look at his snap count real quick. I didn't even think to look at that one.
2: Yeah, I think they have. Uh, and I think Cameron Curl's are increasing. I think on the season, Curl's played 34% of the snaps, and Moreland's played 66 But he started the game against Philly. And I think, you know, so I, I think he's on a downward path in terms of snap counts. Let me see here.
1: Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. Moreland played 100% of the snaps weeks one and two. Weeks three and four, 21 and 16%. Right.
2: What's up with that? No word on that at all. And and we know Moreland's a, is a gambler and a risk taker, but he's very aggressive against the run too, which I happen to like, by the way. But you
0: and me both. It's such a drastic drop off. I mean, seventy seven yeah. to thirteen, and so did Fuller. Fuller's happened at the same time. Something must have happened in that locker room that we don't know about. That's <laughs> what I'm saying. And no question. Like Fuller for came
1: back and suddenly. He said, I mean, not,
0: not. Thomas Davis played eight last week. <laughs> <laughs>
2: and, and I think it's a good thing if Cameron Curl is evolving. I mean, it's seventh round pick against seventh round pick, so I don't have any particular loyalty to either one. More than a fun story, but if Cameron Curl's a better player, that's fine. Just be clear. I, I, I hate the lack of communication about all of this stuff, to be frank. And like, you know, every coordinator on this team does a press conference, and it just never comes up why Cameron Curl or or more than getting more snaps than the other.
0: You know, yeah, I agree. I mean, we we talked about this a little earlier about if you're gonna look forward for development, bring in different players. I mean, Apke's still playing, Landon's still playing, all the linebackers are still playing. <laughs> I, you know, you I would even give Apke and, and Landon. Some slack, but then linebackers. I mean, Kevin Pierre Lewis. I think in week two had an amazing week, but they that middle of the field defense just is non-existent. it doesn't? It does not exist, and it's so frustrating. You know. It, I mean, well, I mean, let's let's look at
1: it this way. All right, John Bostic had one great game. Well, oh, two. I'll give him the Eagles game, too. He made he, he made a couple plays. KPL had one great game. That's it. That's all we've gotten out of these linebackers. Three great games out of – well, if we have if you're talking about three-man rotation, out of our three starting linebackers, 12 games played, three great games. That's it. That's horrible.
2: And remember, STH's whole thing was he was our best pass coverage linebacker. He – Sucks. I like he's bad, and I KPL is is a. I think like sometimes coaches like guys because they like guys, but KPL's bounced around this whole week and in and out of lineups his whole career. So at some point you have to accept that's what he is. You know what I mean? Like he's in his seventh year. He's not a rookie. Uh, he is what he is. I like Bostic um, against the run. Bostic and pass coverage, I don't think that's really what he does, but I don't know. So if any of the three we keep, I think it'd probably be Bostic, but the other guys are just sad, to say the least. Um, one other thing real quick. Did you guys see where they said that the NFL is like, reviewing potentially taking playoff teams based off win percentage and not record this year? Mm-hmm. Um, which further flies in the face of Ron Rivera's uh, you know, trying to win the division because that might not even matter this year. Um, that was something that came out recently, by the way. But no no, 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 no,
1: that's not for getting into the playoffs, that is for whether or not you get a home game in the playoffs.
2: Is that what it is? Okay, yeah, okay, it's still interesting,
1: though. It just um, means that if we win, the, if we win the division it's seven and nine, hypothetically speaking, and we face some nine seven, ten six wild card, t- wild card team. We're going to their stadium.
0: Yeah, it's like the it, it goes back to like remember the 2006 Seattle Seahawks who won the division at seven and nine and we were ten and six, but yet we had to go to them for the home game and we lost. That was Steven Alexander that year, and and Matt Hasselbeck beat us with you know that's it prevents that from happening. But I honestly Alexander. hate that.
1: I think if you win your division, you should get something for it. Uh, you mean you Sean
0: Alexander? I'm sorry, sorry. Sean Alexander, not I got I got, I got
2: caught up to Yeah, him. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I'm
0: like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, so. Steve Alexander. Yeah, Steve Alexander. Let's, let's start looking at the Rams. So, we have a quarterback change. That's pretty much the only major muscle movement as far as personnel moves that we've been informed of. So, right now, as it, as it currently stands, let's just talk injury reports. So, for our team, the, the big things of people who did not play this week, excuse me, on Thursday, Marcus Ball, Wes Schweitzer, Steven Sims Jr., and Greg Stroman. If they didn't play Thursday, usually you don't see it too often. They come back and play Friday and they play on Sunday. Uh, Correct me if I'm wrong, but if they don't play Thursday, most of the time, you know, it all depends. Limited was Terry McLaurin, Dontrell Lindman, and then uh, Jonathan Allen, Cole Holcomb were full because we haven't seen Cole Holcomb at all this year. He's been injured the whole time. And uh, Chase Young was actually at practice today in a limited capacity. So I don't know if he's playing Sunday. I don't know if he should play on Sunday. I don't know. But those are our injuries. And from the Rams' perspective, uh, Aaron Donald didn't play, but his was. uh, That was, I'm sorry, that was Wednesday. Thursday, yep, he's back in. They had Bobby Evans, Makai Kaiser, and the rest of their guys were all. Full practice who were injured before, minus Cam Akers, Jordan Fuller. And They were full practice, Troy Hill, Kenny Young. I don't know who those guys are, all limited. But, yeah, they don't seem to be battling any major injuries from the Rams. So we're going to face a healthy Rams, uh, Rams squad. So, we, Ellie, what do you think about the Rams? Let's talk about their offense. Um,
2: so offensively, the Rams are going to run the, and, and run the ball and run the ball and run the ball and
0: run the ball again.
2: And they do what on offense, what we do poorly on defense. And that's the middle of the field. I mean, almost all of their plays go in between the hashes. And I think that's, you know, with Robert Woods and Cooper Cup, um, it doesn't look good for us defensively with what the Rams want to do. Um, You know, we pressure the quarterback changes everything, but they are very dynamic in their run game, almost as much as Kyle Shanahan is in San Francisco. So offensively, I think the Rams are going to have quite a bit of amount of success against us on Sunday. Um, if we don't get significant pass rush and our linebackers follow through um in their coverage responsibilities. This is a game where Troy Apke could actually play very well because they don't really go they're not gonna go over the top on you like that. Yeah. Much, right. Like Apke can come down and help in that, like, you know, sixteen or the cur- the hook the curl zone, right? Like was what Madden calls it. Um, so he, he might actually have a decent game. I, I just don't like the matchups everywhere else. And, you know, their running backs. They do it by committee. Yep. Malcolm Brown is kind of their feature guy, even though he's not technically listed as their starter with Cam Akers and, uh, Henderson. I'm sorry. Henderson's kind of the guy that really totes the rock. Malcolm Brown comes yep. in towards a red zone. I said that backwards, but. Was, was he Henderson? on,
0: uh, Philadelphia? Ow.
2: Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I think. I feel like he was. Yeah. Uh,
1: Henderson- no, Malcolm Brown was has always been a Okay. Now Henderson. Oh, go ahead. Henderson. They have an equal amount of carries. Henderson has got way more yards. Yeah.
0: I think we need to watch out for uh, Tyler Higby. I'm just going to start calling out tight ends upon the opposing teams every week. <laughs> Tyler Higby. He's got. He's got 15 targets. He leads. He's third on the team in targets. In three touchdowns. He leads the team in receiving touchdowns. So,
2: And we don't our, – our DVs don't hand receivers off through zones very well at all either, and they're going to kill us on that. And um, it's just a matter of can we make the plays that are there to be made because golf is going to put you in a position to make some plays, right? Like, he'll he'll, he'll he'll turn the ball over if you get to him a little bit. He'll make some – he'll miss some throws. Um. You know, so just capitalize on those because two turnovers in a game can change the outcome, even if they're scoring on you, you know, almost every drive. You get those two turnovers, and now it's a whole different ball game, you know.
0: He's throwing 72.1% completion this percentage this year.
1: Wow. And he only has two interceptions and no fumbles either. Golf's been and, and pretty protective they, of the ball this year.
0: They are 52% on third down conversions. That's Play crazy. Accent.
1: It's because yeah. their, their play
2: action works when your running game Sean works. McVay.
0: Sean McVay, Sean yeah, yes,
2: absolutely, and and that means that they're in they're in favorable third down situations too. Yeah, now third and
0: short, not third. And they have a weakness.
1: Nine. They have a weakness. Their defense on their rush defense is not particularly great. Yep. If we're ever going to try to commit to the run, <laughs> now is the time. Um, their defense against the run, um, their own, are 18th against the running yards because they get up early and teams at the throw, they are 27th in yards per attempt. And they've allowed 11 rushing touchdowns. Um, you can, and they allow 123 yards per game and five yards a carry that run defense can be gashed. You know, there is no reason why, no reason why, you know, the saga of Antonio Gibson it kills me because I see where he, he – I'm, I'm seeing what L E saw in him now. Um, he, he's, he does things that, you know, between the tackles and so forth. I'm like, all right, you are a running back, man. You know, I have stated in the past some of the issues I still have with how he runs. But there's got to be a reason why this kid's not getting 18, 20, 22 carries early you know he should be getting the ball a lot more early in games and i don't know why i don't know if there's if there's something we don't know that they don't trust that he can ha- handle kind of workload but hell he's earned the opportunity in games
0: we'll find out sunday
1: we we need it. and here's the thing and this is going to suck for for me because all I've done is talk trash on Kyle Allen. If they come out and they run the ball a bunch and that gives Kyle Allen a little extra time, a little more in play action to make things happen, and he looks golden, I'm going to be mad because this is what I've also been saying that Dwayne needed. was a more consistent mm-hmm. run game to take the pressure off of him. Right.
2: So,
1: and just it's going to be aggravating, but we need to run the Rams are a really good team. We think it's hard to tell because all three of their wins have come across, come against
0: NFC East opponents. <laughs> yeah, they're fixing to sweep the NFC East this year potentially.
1: No, yeah. we need to stop that. If we we see here, that's the other thing. If we stop that, if we win this game, Rivera is going to have that that gonna point to that and say we're the only ones who beat them. See, but we have a chance.
0: What are you know, they using going that to fighter's do. logic? What are they going to do to neutralize Aaron Donald and Michael Brockers? Mostly Aaron Donald. He's got 10 quarterback hits, three and a half sacks. What are they going to do? It's simple. Run the ball. Run the I, ball. I, I, I concur. Screen. That's how you take so, him out of the game. The, the thing that
2: – this is what scares me about Kyle Allen in this game is that, number one, he likes to keep players alive, alive way too long. And that's bad news when you're going against guys like Aaron Donald and, and the, the Rams edge rushers are not premier, but they get off the edge pretty quick. And if Kyle Allen's in that pocket dance around too much, it's, it's always bad news for him. Um, Kyle Allen does not throw the deep ball well at all. I mean, at all. And, and so what happens when we need chunk plays? You know, if we get in that situation, I agree with Phil, run the heck out of that football Sunday. And I will too be upset, you know, because it's like, well, where was this, you know, but you know, I I think what, what Kyle Allen does is he kind of, we've been saying this for a while, where's that slot receiver at? I think you're going to see that featured a lot more this week based on Kyle Allen being in the game, because that's really what his set is. Um, McCaffrey played that role a lot for them last year. And maybe they do that with Gibson, but I think they'd be smarter to do it with Wright and occasionally do it with Gibson in this, in terms of, you know, the, the receiving pieces of that. Um, I think what who Kyle Allen might hurt more than people anticipate is Terry McLaurin. Um, Number one, Jalen Ramsey is going to be, I don't know that Jalen Ramsey travels, but I think he's going to be on McLaurin a good bit. And then I think, McLaurin's going to be – like some of what McLaurin's done this year is is a little bit in the deeper perspective. It's just that Haskins hasn't been able to complete that or he's not been open, whatever the case may be. And so that kind of takes him a little bit out of um, Allen's range, and I think you're going to see a little bit more of Inman, uh, a little bit more of Wright, um, and probably a lot more of Logan Thomas um, in the backs in the backfield. And so we'll see how that works out. But I, I don't think it's a good recipe for Kyle Allen.
0: Wonder I have to go back and check if uh, how was Kyle Allen and tight ends in 2019? They didn't have any. That that's the problem. They I mean, because I know Olson high. was Olson was hurt. Yeah, I don't think they right. didn't have any. So they really did rely on right. McCaffrey. McCaffrey. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right, let's go. Let's talk about the Washington football team wins if Phil.
1: The Washington football team wins if Kyle Allen does not play like Kyle Allen.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Um,
1: all right, I'll elaborate. Kyle Allen has to play like the quarterback that Scott Turner thinks he can be and not like the quarterback that most of us who have watched game tape on the guy think he can be. Um, he cannot turn the ball over. You can't give the Rams offense any more opportunities than they than, than the absolute bare minimum. Um, this game really, really, to me, hinges upon Kyle Allen's ability to do things with the ball. Now, that does include whether or not pressure gets taken off of him to move the offense. For running the ball, Kyle Allen can be more efficient because you're taking the pressure off of him but he's not a carry-of-the-team guy, at least not from anything we've seen thus far. I know we have one person in the group that honestly today compared Kyle Allen to a future Drew Brees, and I <laughs> hope to God he's just got troll level over 9,000. Hi, Carlos. I told you to listen to me. <laughs> But there is nothing that this kid has done for more than four quarters of his life at a time. And that's a stretch to say he is definitely better than the guy he's replacing and that he's going to definitely make this offense more dynamic. Technically speaking, Kyle Allen is a big part of the reason why Ron Rivera got fired in Carolina. Mm Mm-hmm. You saw Kyle Allen play just just meltdown against us last year. Did anyone watch that Carolina game and honestly think that Kyle Allen was his head-and-shoulders quarterback above Dwayne Haskins, a rookie Dwayne Haskins, and our misfit coaching staff? No. So, Kyle Allen, I hope he's put in all that time in the study room. I hope, because I'm a fan of this team above all, I hope that he has done all this prep and it legitimately makes him a better quarterback because it does two things. One, it can lead to us winning. Two, it keeps Alex Smith off the field. Two things that need to happen. So Redskins, oh, Redskins, Washington football team will win if Kyle Allen does not play like Kyle Allen.
0: Uh, Ellie.
2: Um, real quick, as Phil was talking, I just kind of realized this perfect comparison for Kyle Allen and considering the limitations he has. Colt McCoy, holy cow. Yeah. I've been saying this all week. Oh my God. Have you? I, I Oh my God. I just kind of blew it in my mind. Anyway, the Redskins win Sunday if they hope to have any sanity in this town for the rest of this year. Because if they come out and they look bad Sunday, all hell's breaking loose. Oh my God. It's going to get so incredibly crazy. Especially if Kyle Allen looks bad too in this town. Number one, because Alex Smith's coming back. Number two, because the I told you so's with Haskins are going to be off the chart. Number three, because, well, that was our only option, and now we're down to Alex Smith's going to play till he gets hurt, and then now you have to bring Haskins back. Because if, if, if Allen plays like crap, Smith comes in and gets hurt, you have to go to Haskins. You can't go back to Allen, or you have then made Ron look like the biggest liar in the world. So I don't know, man. They win if they want to save any type of normality and sanity in this town for the rest of the year on the field. If I don't, I don't, I don't know. I, cause I don't see it. We, this is a bad matchup for us. And I guess if 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 Antonio Gibson just explodes and really has this true breakout game this week, then we have an opportunity. All
0: right. I'm going to say, we win if we can rush Jared Goff. We had no almost um, I mean, I know it was Lamar Jackson, but the defensive pass rush just was not there. So Ryan Kerrigan, if you're you're you're, you're getting paid a lot of money this year. I think you're gonna pay eleven million dollars this year. So we need you to get in the backfield to get to Jared Goff. He's not gonna run away like Lamar Jackson will. So but he's gonna get the ball out quick. So I'm gonna say if we can if we can rush fluster you know, keep Jared Goff on his toes or on his back, that I think we can win. All right, let's move on to uh, predictions, final predictions. Ellie?
2: Uh, I'm going to go Rams 36 and Washington football team 16. All
1: right, Phil? Hope everybody can hear the anguish I got in my head right now, with that sigh I just let out. Um, you know, given the tenor of this season, the the wacky weirdness that's been, the fact that it's 2020, I'm calling a 24 to
0: 24 tie. <laughs> oh, geez,
1: because it's just like the absolute. The only way confusion can continue, like, the way it's been recently, is if this game ends in a tie. Because then it's going to be more inconclusive. Are we good? Are we bad? Are they good? Are they bad? I mean, they have three wins, but they didn't beat three really good teams at all. What's going on here? And and honestly, I just have this feeling that it's going to end in a tie, and we're going to go into next week, like, what the hell is going on? It, it and and it's it's just going to be a headache for a while. So that's that's my prediction. Um, All right. I want I want to touch on something Ellie said after you give your score prediction too.
0: All right, Steve. I'm gonna I'm gonna go 33. So yeah, we'll go 33 24. Rams Vegas is giving a uh, Ram seven and a half points. I don't think I don't think the team's going to cover. So 33 24. L A. Hey, your boy picked the score last week. So, against the Baltimore game, Thursday pod, I'm going to say it again. That's where nice. the subs- uh, subscribe in itself. If nothing else, just subscribe for that reason alone. So, all right. So out of we got a tie out curiosity,
1: Phil. it's funny because that was the score I predicted for last week's game. Um, was it?
0: Nice. Yeah. Did the line move down to seven? Uh, it was seven and – I don't know. I checked earlier the weekend. It, and it was, opened it seven at and a ten. Half. It did.
1: So benching Dwayne got us three points, according to Vegas.
0: No, I think that moved down before. I don't know. I didn't. Happened. I didn't. I didn't check till Tuesday, and it was already at seven and a half. That's okay. I we, yeah,
1: okay. That's that okay because we opened that line opened at ten. So yeah, you know, obviously Vegas thinks that we're going to be more competitive than that, or just a lot of money went. Uh, a lot of money went our way on that, on a ten point spread. Yeah. Um. That is that is interesting. Um, but anyway, Ellie brought the Colt McCoy thing. And I actually brought this up a couple times in the past uh, 24 hours or so. Um, this whole, oh, he's familiar with the offense and all this other stuff. We heard this song and dance in 2018. So when Alex Smith went out there and got his leg thighs, Colt McCoy comes in and We were playing like – our offense was garbage against the Texans. Colt McCoy almost leads us to a comeback win. In fact, we should have gone to overtime, but, again, that was pass interference on Josh Doxon. I don't care what anyone says. Anyway, we go out next week against Dallas, and we're moving the ball down the field. We even had a deep pass completed to Trey Quinn, which was just like, Wow look at this offense move (laughs) because Trey Quinn never caught anything over five yards, except for that game. Um, We lost the game to Dallas 31, 23. Um, Our offense moved the ball a lot more efficiently than it had the previous few weeks. But we also had three interceptions from Colt McCoy because that's what Colt McCoy does and i have a and just i have a sneaking feeling that maybe not this week but next week here soon Kyle Allen's going to have a game like that and maybe this week where the offense moves better maybe we score 20 you know i predict 24 points um we do something like that maybe we rack up 350 400 yards of offense but he's going to throw three you know two touchdowns and three picks and look, Dwayne's worst game of the year, technically, was he threw two touchdowns and three picks. So you're telling me we're going to replace him for a guy who, at best, can give us the same production that Dwayne did in his worst game of the season? It, these are the things that run through my head, and these are the comparisons I see. So, Kyle Allen, if you're listening, please don't be Colton Coyne. <laughs> please don't be Colt McCoy, Because that's the exact scenario I see And people are going to point to Colt moving the ball more and, oh, it's more dynamic. Or, I'm sorry, Colt, Kyle doing that. And they're not going to look at the fact that he still turned the ball over three, four times. We're going to ignore that. And I really, that's what I'm scared of. That's what worries me, is that fan base is going to latch on to something to say, no, he's better than Dwayne. He's Mm -hmm. better. And I I don't think he has the natural talent. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. I will throw out the disclaimer. I may be wrong. But I have yet to see anything that says I should feel differently than what I do. All
0: right. Let's go ahead and close this out with some shout-outs. Shout-outs to send us off, fellas. Uh,
2: shout out to Dwayne Haskins' the agent. You can't do that, bro. <laughs> you can't do that. <laughs> um, hey, look, uh, Riz Ahmed. Um, we we agreed on something for the first time ever. Uh, let's see, Chuck Lowry. Chuck Lowry, excuse me. Uh, Ndua Waz. Jason Donaway. Brian Mooneyham like i'm reading like saturday night live cast members and sure demetrius <laughs> johnson you know regular crew marvin arthur tyer cherry jeff Halma. a lot of people have been really active uh since it's come out troy wallace jr um man so many and all the usuals too man and shout out to rod and shout out to dev yeah
0: shout out to rod shout out to dev phil you get any shout outs
1: shout out to rod we miss
0: you, yeah, Deb, We miss you too, buddy.
1: Dev, we miss you, Dev. I hope you're, I hope you're having fun making them cars tonight. Um, shout out to Carlos Ariaga because <laughs> I told you to listen, and if you if you respond in the group, I'll know you listened. Um, I told you I'd be addressing some points about old, uh, old Kyle. Um. Greg Delaney, um, Marvin Arthur. He's really posted a lot lately. He's been active in the comments. don't necessarily agree with him, but he's active. Um, you know, and uh, oh, shout out to a guy I invited to the group lately, Chris Winslow, um, big to do in Virginia politics, behind the scenes, and he is part of the group. So I uh, hope you get active with us here, buddy. I know you're active on your personal page so those are my shout outs
0: all right i don't really have any specific shout outs think you guys hit on all the main the main ones but you know i i think it's okay for us to be upset i think it's okay for for everyone to express their opinions you know it's who are we to tell other people how you feel right in the end you know i just hope we can all realize as a fan base that it's about the team. It's not about a player. We we love Dwayne. I love Dwayne. I want to see him be successful. Still a fan of the team, no matter what. We just want to have a winner. As 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 JP, feeling them call it Ashburn syndrome. We're so, I think Dev was just calling it PTSD, but we're so jaded by everything that's happened here, and for the, for all the right reasons too. I mean, this feels almost you know deja vuish, but we will uh, we'll see you guys Sunday morning at. 11 o'clock for the pregame pod live streaming in the Facebook group. And then after that, we'll see you on the live game thread. We hope to see you all there. Uh, thanks for tuning in. And uh, we will see you this weekend, hopefully, for a big old W versus LA. Please, Please be
1: good,
0: right. Kyle. Please. Please. <laughs> Please. <laughs> Help.